Yeah, welcome along to the bench here on with you for the next hour or so and a fairly disappointing um, show, I, should, I would say. I had two Cork losses this weekend and a loss for Cork City as well during the week and now uh, it's those three games that we're going to reflect on here on the bench uh, for the next hour or so uh, on Cork Strat FM 104 to 106. If you've any thoughts uh, on uh, either game last night's or tonight's uh, game involving the hurlers or footballers, it's 086 106 you can text or WhatsApp um, and we will uh, hear from both managers Cork managers that is and uh, Brian Cody and Jim Gavin and John Cotter all along the way over the next uh, 60 minutes or so uh, just a quick wrap of today's action starting with Gaelic Games and of course uh, Cork's lost to Kilkenny where they've lost out 2 goals and 27 points to 3 goals and 18 John Duggan was uh, up there Kilkenny 227 Cork 318 it's Kilkenny that will face Limerick in the All-Ireland semi-final Cap showing strong work ethic and consistency to end Cork's championship in what was an open match, not the best of games, but a high-scoring affair. The key spell was early in the second half. Cork had a two-point interval lead, which was wiped out by a Richie Hogan goal a minute into the second period. Patrick Horgan hit a point from a free, but the Rebels then went 14 minutes without scoring. By that stage, Kilkenny were eight clear, 2-19 to 2-11. Patrick Horgan's third goal of the match and an Alan Callaghan point reduced the gap to two with 13 minutes to go. But the black and amber bench was strong. Walter Walsh hit over three points. Billy Ryan and Bill Sheehan also splitting the posts. And with TJ Reid taking his tally to 10 points, Kilkenny had six to spare at the end. Now, despite the efforts of forward Horgan, who finished with 3-10, it's been a bitterly disappointing season for Cork, who do not carry the confidence they used to in hurling. You have to hand it to Brian Cody. 20 years on, he's still going strong, but improvements will be needed from Kilkenny to dethrone Limerick in the last four. Final score from Croke Park in the quarterfinal, Kilkenny 227, Cork. 318. Yeah, John Duggan was also at the game between Tipperary and Leash in the All-Ireland Hurling Championship quarterfinal. The other one, of course, uh, in which Tip won by 10 points. Tipperary 225, Leash 118. It's Tipperary who will face Wexford in the last four after a comfortable win over a brave and spirited Leash team. An early Jason Ford penalty and a well-taken goal by Seamus Callanan had Liam Sheedy's men on top early. But Ross King stole into goal for Leash just before half-time, much to the delight of their strong support. That left the gap at four. However, the O'Moore men suffered a huge blow and Aaron Dunphy was sent off for what appeared to be an off-the-ball strike on Pork Marr early in the second half. Mark Havana was excellent with place balls for Leash, but the Premier County just kept the scoreboard ticking over and Ford would finish with 1-12 in the game. Michael Breen was sent off for the blue and gold for a second yellow card late on but the least dream is over and Tipperary's class wins the day they come through by 10 on a scoreline of Tipperary 225 least 118 yeah, John Duggan had both of those games and as mentioned we'll hear uh, we'll get a post-match reaction from John Miller and Brian Cody in the next few moments uh, elsewhere in the football there was action as well in the Super 8 Kerry they've beaten Mayo in their opening uh, game of the year in the Super 8 at Fitzgerald Stadium in Killarney Moore Trasney Kelly was at this full time Kerry 122 Mayo 15 points this was a game that nobody wanted to call Kerry didn't go with that narrative though and provided a display of beautiful football the purists would be proud of right 
right from the off. Their catching of high balls was magnificent and David Moran's kick passing was sublime, allowing David Clifford to run riot. Mayo had no answer and went in nine points down at the break and spent the second half trying to find a goal to get back into it. But it was Kerry's Paul Ganey that got that goal after a run from Stephen O'Brien and that put the tin hat on Mayo's ambitions. Even a penalty only yielded a point as it just never got off the ground for them. Full time, Kerry 122, Mayo 15 points. There was another game in the Super 8s today. Ulster champions Donegal beat Meath 219 to 113 in Bally Buffet. Uh, Ushin Gallen and Patrick McBurdy with the goals for Declan Bonner's side there. Elsewhere, Dear McConnelly, he's set to make a, a sensational comeback to the Dublin senior football panel. Uh, it was confirmed uh, and announced in a way by manager Jim Gavin earlier on today in a video by Dubs TV today in which they just reflected on yesterday's game against Cork and he nonchalantly just mentioned that uh, they would have Dermot Connolly back um, as if uh, he had never gone uh, but yeah he hasn't featured for the Dubs in the championship since the 2017 All-Ireland final win over Mayo uh, Elsewhere in tennis the Wimbledon men's final is still ongoing and it is an absolute battle uh, at the the moment there um, I think no it's just going to go down to this last shot possibly Novak Djokovic uh, won the first set 7-6 before Federer came back and won 6-1 Djokovic won the next one 7-6 before Federer came back and won 6-4 at the moment it is 6-5 in the last set, deciding set and the score is 40-40 in this last game so uh, this if Djokovic get, scores this no uh, Federer has gone ace in this one uh, it's uh, all happening right now it's a fantastic game of tennis happening over in Wimbledon so we might have a, a winner before we finish up the uh, round up in golf Rory McIlroy's 13 under par 6 shots off the lead through 15 holes of his final round at the Scottish Open he's five uh, shot 5 birdies so far today and is in a tie for 29th overall England's Andrew Johnson Italian Andrea Pavan and Austria's Bernd Vestberger are all in a tie for the lead on 19 under par as well. Uh, in football, Cork City women's side overcame Limerick earlier on today in Bishopstown. Three goals to nil. A, a brilliant win for uh, City there. They're going to be taking on Kilkenny uh, next week at home in Bishopstown as well. In rugby, the Ireland men's seven sides uh, defeated Germany 21-0 this morning to progress to the semi-final of the Olympic qualifier in France. Earlier, the Irish women's sevens uh, didn't have as much luck. They went down 17-7 to England in their last eight clash. In Formula 1, Lewis Hamilton, he's won Formula 1's British Grand Prix for his sixth time. That's a record time as well. Uh, it means the Mercedes driver extends his lead at the top of the championship standings to 39 points. Teammate Valtteri Bottas was second with Ferrari's uh, Charles Leclerc uh, completing the podium. Um, so yeah, that game uh, is still going on. The final of the Wimbledon men's between Djokovic and Federer right now. And uh, it's just over and back, but a truly uh, massive uh, game happening over there. Now, uh, we will have a a winner from that very shortly. But right now, uh, we're going to hear from John Myler, who uh, Mark Dylan caught up with after Cork's loss to Kilkenny earlier on today. The All-Ireland quarterfinal in Crow Park. Um... The Kilkenny goal just after half time really gave them the impetus to drive forward and it just killed us and it just knocked us, you know, and then we couldn't get the ball past their half back line, their midfield and, and 
you know, I mean, it was Tim O'Mahony coming in then at midfield, really drove forward and, you know what I mean, gave us the impetus and Cads and Hoggy got a few great scores and, you know, we got it back to a point but we could never close the gap to level or go ahead and um, that was it. And it was that spell where Kilkenny hit over eight points in a row that really hurt yeah. you? Yeah, it, it hurt us but it was the impetus from the goal that Richie Hogan got and, you know, it just pushed them on, motivated them on to keep going. And you got off to the dream start 1-1 one, one after two minutes? Sometimes the goal that early is, 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 mm. is, can be a problem but uh, we then hit a few bad wides and while we were two points up at half time it, it wasn't reflected on the scoreboard how much on top we were. Yeah I suppose in the first half you, like, you had seven wides in the first half did you feel like the first half you could have even yeah, put over a couple had, of more we scores? We should have had more scores we'd, we'd, we'd seven you know bad wides you know in front of the goal some of them and you know we should have been ahead by more at half time and to be 8 points down at one stage and get it back to like 2 points with 2 minutes to go you must be yeah. proud how the lads ah, yeah, responded no, just fantastic second half performance you know the, 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 the fourth quarter but it was the third quarter killed us like where you know Kilkenny outscored us by 10 points and that's that's really ultimately what it boils down I suppose the last few years John you know tight games in Crow Park Cork have not come out, come no, out the right end no, no we're not winning them we're not coming out the right end we need to go again that's it and John I know it's not the, the time to ask you but what's the future hold for yourself really? we'll go back and you know Cork Hurling will be back next year I've no doubt about that and still a lot to look forward to I suppose yeah. the under 20s yeah, well, as well. the under 20s are in the Munster final Wednesday week and Dennis and the lads are doing a great job there and you know we'll support them thanks John yeah, John Muller speaking to Mark Dynan after the match there, so uh, no indication whether he will sound or uh, pack it in as manager of the Cork Hurling team. But uh, I guess when you're in that position, um, you got to sit down and think about it as well because there's a lot more at play than just uh, yourself in that decision. So uh, John Muller uh, speaking to Mark Dynan there as after the game today. Uh, Mark also caught up with Kilkenny manager Brian Cody. Look, I mean, obviously, um, the game was all about winning and getting to the Iron semi-final I said the last day here having lost the Leinster final that we're still really in the same position but we couldn't get the trophy was on was going the last day but before the last day's match you had to win one game to get to the other in semi-final before today we had to win one game to get to the other in semi-final thanks very much we've done that and now we're in the other in semi-final and that's that's it's a nice place to be how do you summarise how we cope with that? I think just um, they're a top class full forward, a top class forward line, a top class team, obviously. And, you know, they, they're very, very difficult to, to counteract and all the rest of it. But, I mean, I suppose, like all good teams, it obviously starts at the other end of the field, you might as well say, because it's a whole team thing, and it's a whole 15 thing. And without the application of everybody throughout the field, it would have been very, very difficult. But I will say as well that, you know, um, some of our players did have a tough enough time early on in particular, but they showed just real character and real resolve and real honesty and real genuineness, not to just drop the head or whatever it is and just to keep going to the very, very end. And, you know, it's they're, they're serious, serious players. Obviously, we know that. But, like, you know, again, the application of our players right throughout the field and, again, the team and, obviously, the panel, the players coming in off the bench and everybody. It was just a whole heroic effort from everybody. You mentioned the bench. The bench was very influential in the second half, getting the five or six points to deposit. They'd be delighted with their contribution. There's no doubt about it, you know. I mean, um, we always thought about our panel and possibly we... Maybe some of the players didn't get enough game time like in, in other games, but um, we were very, very acutely aware of the quality of the, the way they were playing in training and the, the form they were showing and the intent they had. And um, it, it worked well for us today, for sure. Thanks, John. Thanks, John.
like a brain you're unstoppable to spend the parts for the 15 and also you're very satisfying now that the rest is going to practice and practice power and parts get them to 8 points you know 14 that was going to be very pleasing yeah like yeah, our top team is no doubt about that you know and uh, it's also difficult to counteract them because when they get going they just flow so very very well but again I mean regardless you have to adapt to whatever is put in front of you and that's the team was in front of us today and we had to take on the challenge and the players took on the challenge and um, we, we got a reward and the reward is that we're still in the championship and we have a huge challenge ahead of us but that's, that's the way sport should be well, obviously a very very big score just after half time you know to, to get a goal like that because the players as any players would went out to try and kind of just lift things and get really really to, to lay down markers and all the rest of it as Cork did as well and it was just um, a very very good goal and it does it does it did spark a kind of a good period for ourselves as well what kind of win might that do that was a game that squared you had eight scores in a row then Cork came back at one three then you finished with four in a row I uh, tested everybody there's no doubt about that like you know we were in suddenly we were in a very very good position Tom, maybe I don't know six seven points up whatever it may be and then suddenly everything changes you're back to two or three and that's hurling because you can never rest in your laurels because eight points of a lead whatever it may be can be just wiped out so very quickly and it was and you know that's that's a testing time for the players and it's a test of character and, and, and honesty and genuineness more than anything else and their ability to cope with what's put in front of them and thanks be to God they're so tall and they came out on top yeah, look, I mean, but that's something that happens on the field. I mean, as regards what happens on the, um, in, in Crow Park, it's, it's not communication from the sideline or anything like that. It's players taking on responsibility and doing whatever it takes as they see the thing unfolding to do that and their willingness to just keep going and keep going and that they were the things that essentially swayed it for us today I have no doubt about that oh yeah <laughs> um, from the frame pan into the fire job so we're, we're, now, we're in the semi-final and we're very very happy to be there but we know we're acutely where we're playing the best team in the country they're the best team in the country last year because they won the other in the final but they're the best team in the country even more so now because they followed up by winning the league and they're far in the last day was Exceptional, there's no doubt about that. And I think everybody, or everybody's, you know, strong favourite to, to, to come out on top. Not only in the next day, but you know, with eventual honours. But that's that's a terrific challenge for us to be facing. Uh, Richie Holden came, came off there, Brian. I know he put in a heavy shift. Was the question of where he's defended? He's given his all, and that's it. You need fresh legs in. Yeah, look, I mean, it's huge um, what Richie Holden contributed to the game. There's no doubt about that. And a huge ask for him to go non stop for 70 minutes. Would he do what he do? Of course he would. But it's a question of utilising the panel and, and, and bringing on fresh legs, I suppose, is yourself, Mickey. Yeah. We'd be delighted with the way the younger players are growing more and more on each of and guys like that, but getting more into the match and getting game time as well today. That's, they're maturing more and more all the time. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're, they're very, very good hurlers for a start, but they're also ferociously intent on trying to improve, and they're top-class fellas, you know, and, and they love hurling, and that's, that's the key to the whole thing, you know, and they work so hard at their game. Yeah, Brian Cody speaking uh, to the media after the game uh, earlier on today. Uh, joined on the line now by uh, Mark Dyna. Mark, you were at the match today, disappointing loss for uh, the Rebels. Yeah, and it's amazing how things turned around there, Kieran, because, uh, you know, Cork were two points up at half time. But I think uh, Richie Hogan's goal there just after half time, like, that, it really kind of um, it upset Cork because, like, Kenny went on a spell there of like uh, eight points in a row, and like Cork, 
gave themselves too much to do and even like Cork got it back to a two point game with two minutes to go but uh, you know Kilkenny rattled over the last last four points of the game there um, you know they set out the game really well but um, it was just such a turnaround because uh, it was a really tight game the first half you know the teams were level I think it was like four times the teams were level in the first half Cork got after the dream start like it was 1-1 to no score after um, after like two minutes and then there was a spell after that where Kikini hit 1-4 out reply and then Cork had like four in a row so like it was really like both teams had spells in the first half uh, but like the wide count as well, even in the interview with John Moyer afterwards, he was on about the wides in the first half. Cork had, um, had seven wides in the first half to kick in his four. Uh, so maybe Cork could have had a... They looked more dangerous in the first half. Like, watching the first half, Cork looked more dangerous. They probably should have been more than two points up at half time. Uh, but just that second half was such a turnaround. Uh, it was amazing, really. Just everything kind of... Fell apart in the second half. Yeah, they scored one point in the first eighteen minutes of that second half, Mark. Yeah, it's amazing, really. Like it was just, um, it was the goal. I don't know. Did they did they recover from the goal? Because it was such yeah. an early goal. You can see, like it was inside the first minute of the second half. Like uh, Richie Hogan, he took it well. He was a man back, you know, back in form today. Mm-hmm. He really made an impact as well. Um, like even some of their experience players like Walter Walsh he made a great contribution he came on in the second half as well he was like a man with a point to prove like he came on at half time and uh, he was really fired up I think it was three or four points he got from playing in the second half and just his all around aerial threat as well uh, really seemed to, to unsettle Cork as well but he's just that spell eight points in a row because I was just looking if I look through the, the scores of the game like um, after Richie Hogan's goal Patrick Hogan got a free after that level up the game again and then the next eight scores were all uh, were all Kilkenny scores and Cork just had no answer to it but in fairness to Cork like when Patrick Hogan he's phenomenal again today like but uh, we're over reliant on him we have been this year Patrick Hogan has just been he's been outstanding this year um, like he, I think he'll be up there I think in a few years we look back and we say like Patrick Hogan one of the greatest uh, Cork players I think ever yeah. of this year anyway he's just so so consistent and hat-trick again today and his goal brought us right back into the game like it was a three-point game at that stage um, and it, it came at a time and it looked like the game was getting away from us like we were eight points down there in the 50th minute and uh, like Hoggy's goal came in the 55th minute and it was like a three-point game at that stage and then Alan Cadigan got a point after that and it was back to a two-point game you're going here we go we have the momentum but Kilkenny in fairness to them it's just that, that Kilkenny mindset they didn't panic mm. they never panicked and I think one thing with Kilkenny this year we haven't really seen in recent years when a game is tight in the Cody era when a game is tight the last 15 minutes Kilkenny get over the line you know they find a way to win and they haven't done that this year Galway game was tight two games against Wexford were, were, were tight and they didn't win any of those three games yeah. and today it was just today it was like the old Kilkenny any time Cork had, had uh, you know looked like they were bringing back the lead looked like they were getting back into it Kilkenny just found a way to, to push on again and uh, like Darrell Fitzgibbon got a point in the 68 minute back to a two point game we were going to go this is going to be a thrilling finish but Kilkenny they just solved the game so well like the did over the last four points in a row and they just really were comfortable in, in, in like those four minutes added on but the game was never in doubt Kilkenny were in full control um, 
heading into injury time. Yeah, you mentioned Pat Horgan there. 310 out of 318, he scored. We probably are too reliant on him um, as, a, as a team. You're not going to win in All-Ireland uh, be, ho- hoping that one player is going to perform. But uh, 310 is a... Especially, yeah. And especially this year, we've been even more reliant on him. Mm. Like, we have the forwards. You look at the forward line today. We do have the forwards, but... Uh, it's just hoggy this year. We've just been so reliant on him, and just uh, his goals today, like um, the penalty, he took the penalty really well so early in the game as well. Two minutes into the game, uh, and the two we got from play as well, uh, the two the two goals he got from play, you know, he struck them really well. He was just outstanding today. In a, in a really disappointing day for Cork, he was just amazing again. He was just really outstanding, uh, but. One thing I just mentioned to John Myler there afterwards in the interview as well is is Crow Park becoming a bit of a hoodoo for Cork now. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah. even this decade, you look back over the last ten years, like I like we've only like the Dublin game in twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. Like you go all the back to way back to twenty ten, we lost the semi final to Kenny. Twenty twelve, we lost the semi final to Galway. Twenty thirteen, beat Dublin semi final. We had two games against Clare, then we had semi finals against Tip. Semi-finals against Waterford, semi-finals against Limerick last year, and the qualifying against Kikini. It's just this decade, it just seems to have been, Crow Park has been some kind of a, I don't know what it is, it's just Crow Park. Um, it hasn't been a happy hunting ground for, for Cork and Cork supporters in, in this decade. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a long time yeah. to go without a win in Crow Park. Uh, six years, I think, yeah. Yeah, 2013 against um, against Dublin. Dublin yeah. we, is it a psychological thing now at this mm-hmm. stage? You know, when the games are getting tight in Crow Park, uh, you know, it's not a place now like, with happy memories in the last 10 years, anyway. Um, lost a tight game, like semi final last year against Limerick. And I think if Cork had won today, like, you know, they'd been really fired up for that Limerick game, especially the way they, they lost it last year. But uh, it wasn't to be. But. Um, you know, in fairness to Kenny, like we we just had no answers for their second half this late. So. Yeah, um, I think you, you touched on it there. It's uh, been a strange ten years in, in Crow Park for for Cork, not really getting much wins. I think it's um, the first decade since the eighteen eighties that the the Cork hurlers now uh, won't claim an All Ireland title. It's a yeah. thrill. Yeah, that's amazing as well. Like you know, but um, like. Th- there is like positivity to take yeah. from the year because like with the under twenties still involved as well and as like at underage level things have improved in the last few years so there is hope for the future uh, but it's just it's getting over the line in a tight game in Crow Park I think uh, is is vital for Cork they just have to win one of these big games in Cork because it's just going to get into the mindset now at this stage I think um, you know big games in Crow Park we're just not getting over the line but. Uh, Kilkenny, there's always a big game in Kilkenny every year, and I, that's the one worry. I fancy Cork today myself, but the one thing I was concerned about, there's always a big game in Kilkenny, and there hasn't mm. been a big, big game in Kilkenny this year yeah. until today. Unfortunately, the big game came against uh, came against Cork today. Yeah, and loads of people wrote them off, Mark. Yeah, they did. And, like, of all the big counties this year, yeah. there were probably the one big county that there wasn't a big game in them so far this year. They didn't yeah. have any big results, you know. And the, like those games, the two games against Wexford, you know, the Galway game, they came out the wrong side as well. Like they have been in contention. They haven't lost any games like comprehensively or anything like that. Mm-hmm. They have been really competitive. Um, so like to right kicking off, I, I don't think you can ever 
ever I kick any off. Yeah. Uh, neither Brian Cody kick any team. And like even to see him afterwards and he came into the post match yeah. um, for the post match interview afterwards, like he looked really happy with today. Like he was just um you know, he was just really pleased with it. Yeah. Uh, and that, that brings his record now up five three against Cork mm-hmm. in the Cody era. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else. Yeah. Um what well, where did you see the, the, the win and losing of today? Apart from the, we'll don't go on 18 minutes with yeah. one score, but was it, was it just that goal or was there I, other elements? I, yeah, I think it was just that, I think just that goal after half time. You know, it's always how you react to a goal and the timing of a goal. And I think, you know, the, the goal came so soon into the second half. Like it kind of hit Cock or a bit dazed. I think he could see that then the, the head cock rattled mm-hmm. and just they had all the momentum and they just made the most of it then like they had the momentum at that stage it was just kicking they were just tipping over the points and at just at one stage I was just look going through scores and I was like got us like eight points in a row for Kikini like without reply and we'd only one score at that point in the second half and we were kind of going your cock were just a bit dazed by it all and they just they just didn't have an answer to it yeah. um, you know but oh. it's just really disappointing um, just about the qualifying stage because yeah. you know I suppose we bounced back well from the Tipperary defeat earlier on this year and uh, you know beating Limerick down the Gaelic grounds but it's been very inconsistent mm-hmm. and you know just today was just one of those days you know we haven't really put like we haven't seen Cork put up displays you know consistently on a consistent basis because yeah. um, we d- d- lost the tip uh, the win in Limerick, the loss in Clare, um, you know, it's, it's just been really inconsistent. Right. But um, yeah. and and, you know, uh, and uh, look uh, before I leave, you go, Mark. Where next uh, for Cork? I suppose two semi-finals in the the previous two years. Now a quarter final. Um, I, I I wouldn't say there'd be too many retirements from that squad. I wouldn't think so. No, no. Uh, um, like you've the management and the players. What do you think? The age profile, no, there won't be too many. Uh, there won't be too many retirements there. I don't think so. And we have we have built a better panel issue. Like we mm-hmm. have more options off the bench. Like Tim O'Mahony did really well when he came on. Actually, yeah. that was another uh, bright uh, part today as well. Was wasn't Tim O'Mahony came on? He really made an impact when he came on. Um, so like we have introduced a couple of new players this year. We have kind of developed, and that cost us that against Limerick. We didn't have the options in the bench. We're bringing players back on. This year we we've we have developed the bench, but um, it will be interesting to see what the future holds. With John, like John Moyer, will he stay on? Will he go for another term? Um, because yeah. this is the end of his two-year term now. Yeah. Um, and he said, like in the interview after, he, he didn't give too much away. He just said he's going to have a, a sit down and think about it. Yeah, well, um, who's there to come he, in if he did decide to? Yeah, to step away, you know. Yeah, and and all the the experience uh, John John brings as well, like yeah. and uh, bringing Tom Kenny into the setup as well. Definitely, like he'd be, he'd be a really good addition to the the management setup as well. Uh, you know, so it will be interesting to see what what John decides on doing because um, you know he's given the two years and you know a monster title coming so close last year, and uh, you know this mm-hmm. year, it, it would be interesting to see what he does. But he'll take some time out. He said, and he, he'll just. Um, to see what the future holds but uh, like the under 20s we, si- we still have something to go for this year I was just going and to say that, that yeah, the, the, yeah before I leave you go the, they're in a, a Munster final now against Tipperary there's a couple of lads there maybe putting up their hand for inclusion in the senior panel next it, year 
Yeah, and that was another like last year with the um, the All Ireland final last year at the Den Under Twenty One Grace. Mm-hmm. That was another close game where where we uh, we just didn't get over the line in uh, the All Ireland final. So I think it's vital we just get um, so we we start picking up a bit of silverware. Um, you know, and I think this year under twenties we could if we could get it over the line there, uh, it would be a massive boost for Cork Hurling. But uh, like this, I know today is a massive disappointment. And uh, to lose to Kilkenny as well really kind mm-hmm. of uh, gives you a, a bit of a kick in the a, a kick in the backside as well. Yeah. Like, but um, you know, I think there's plenty to, to be positive for the future as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's hard to be positive today, but yeah. um, you know there is there is plenty of um, of green shoots there for the future. But uh, disappointing day overall. Yeah. Well, look, uh, Mark. Thanks very much. Uh, you were in Crowbark for us today, uh, Mark Donnan, up in uh, Croker for Redfern Sport. Mm-hmm. Mark, thanks. No problem, Kieran. Yeah, Mark uh, speaking to me uh, earlier on, uh, just before we came on air after the Cork Kilkenny game uh, today. Disappointing loss for the Rebels, which ends their involvement in the All Ireland Senior Hurling Championship. But uh, I'm sure there'll be a few uh, quiet weeks, but they'll be back planning for next year then. Uh, still to come on the show, we're going to hear from Ronan McCarthy, Rebels football boss, after their loss to Dublin last night. We'll also hear from uh, Jim Gavin, the Dublin boss. We'll hear from uh, John Collar, the interim head coach of Cork City, after their loss uh, during the week as well. It is all on the way here on the Big Red Bench. Missed the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Uh, Kieran with you till 7 o'clock this evening. Uh, I mentioned as well to the Cork under 16, a Camogie team. They defeated Kilkenny today in the All Ireland Championship. 413 to 4-7 uh, was how that finished. Uh, thanks very much to uh, the texter for that. We couldn't uh, find that result anywhere. Um, anyway, uh, just uh, going back to Wimbledon, it's, it's really going down to the wire. It really, really is. Um, Novak Djokovic is currently up 9-8 in the fifth and deciding set. Um, but it looks like Roger Federer is going to take this game uh, the way it's going at the moment. So uh, it's pretty uh, nip and tuck uh, at the moment. So uh, hopefully we'll have a winner before the end of the bench uh, this evening. But it just keeps going and going and going. So a fantastic game of tennis happening over at Wimbledon at the moment. Now, um, Cork lost to Dublin last night in the Super 8s. But uh, while the scoreline, if you just saw the scoreline, you'd have thought uh, Cork were absolutely hockeyed. But they uh, certainly weren't. A fantastic performance from Cork. Just... uh, maybe um, a lapse in concentration maybe in the last few minutes or whatever but uh, that's where Dublin's uh, goals came from was in the last few minutes it was very very close uh, with uh, ten, even less than 10 minutes to go but uh, Cork manager Ron McCarthy spoke to the media after the game you know, they were probably look they were the better team they, looked in, they were in control of the game more throughout the game but we give um, look a very honest account of that yeah certainly what happened in the closing 10 minutes it really doesn't do justice what she had done prior to that. It doesn't, but it has happened, and and uh, so we don't. I suppose the first thing is you don't beat yourself up about it. The second thing is that you also address it. Um, and part of it is that we should have been just like a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more clever, cynical, whatever word you want to use, streetwise. Um, we were just a bit naive at times in some of the decisions that we made. Um, but that's okay that has happened today and that's okay it's not okay next week we've got to learn from it and again the goal that was conceded just before the break it kind of really 
I suppose Rockchi in a way, and again, it probably put a false, uh, a false impression on the scoreline. Like he had played particularly well prior to that. Yeah, and not only did we concede the goal, but actually we had a great opportunity with, with Brian Hurley went through um, and probably sort of squared across for Luke. Mm. You know, and what you find at this level, you know, poor decisions and mistakes that you make, you pay a heavy price for them, you know. And so you go into a game where you go in half time in a game we should be drawing. We seem to have lost Ronan there. We'll uh, get Ronan back in uh, just a moment. But uh, Dublin manager Jim Gavin also spoke to the media after that uh, win last night. With Dublin's Jim Gavin. Jim, your views of the last 10 minutes of the game, three goals in five minutes to add some gloss to the score and some fantastic goals, five in the end and a good win? Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly was. Um, you know, we, we were um, you know, grateful that the guys took those opportunities. Um, you know, I think it was a really close game up to then. We, we, you know, Cork started off really well and, and, and got six points in the spin. Um, but we, we probably had an opportunity for a penalty in, in between that didn't go away and that's just a rub of the green in these games but um, you know I thought the guys responded really well to that Cork challenge and, and went up a couple of points at half time they came back hard in the second half closer to three and again our guys responded really well and as you say you know we kept trying to create those opportunities which is really pleasing from, from the coaching staff to see and then from, to be executing them as well is, is, is an added bonus so um um, this final scoring probably doesn't reflect the, the, the closeness of the game but you know, I think, think both sides are just trying to get two points on the board tonight and we're glad it's for Dublin Yeah, 11 different scores overall five different goal scorers and that probably shows you know, the strength of, of your team you're able to bring Dean Rock off the bench probably the best free taker in the country to score a couple as well and, and you know, of the goals you could probably pick all of them as your favourite just some, some unbelievable finishes There was, yeah and you, you have to give credit to Cork as well you know, they had 11 different scores and they scored four or 10, 48 coming into this game so it's um, um, but from our perspective uh, yeah you'd have to be pleased with, with that spread of scores um, uh, and you know we, we, we've, we've uh, it's, it's a challenging role that we have to, to select the 26 with another 10 guys that didn't travel today and I suppose the most impressive part of this Dublin squad is their their ethos for each other and for to represent Dublin and the communities and the clubs and um, you know they're just trying to do their best for Dublin GA and, and um Again, there was a serious intent there this, this afternoon by them, and you know, just, it's just a privilege to work with them. How much work do they put in, and you guys put into the skill, the combinations, the ability to move the ball so quickly, have so many different people involved in a short space of time, which means the opposition can't live with you really. Uh, yeah, listen. Most of our training is is, is game based. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, we practice relentlessly the skills of the game. Um, that's what. You know that's what club football is in Dublin. It's a skill-based game. We, we've it's you know the guys that would have grown up with that culture in their clubs, and you know we we just put a little bit of polish on top of them. So absolutely, it's something that we we we, we go hard after. Some days we get it right, some days we don't, and uh, hopefully we keep creating those opportunities. That's the main thing from a, from a, a management and coaching perspective. And if if that keeps happening, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll get the goals. But you know, looking forward to into the Roscommon game. You know, we had a really tough game with them again in, in Hyde Park. Um, they were very impressive again. Very very a very very skillful team very athletic team very strong um, and uh, you know, it's going to be a tough tough game so we're just going to you know um, recover as, as quickly as we can and, and then f- put our eyes on into what's coming yeah I'm sure your focus is on that now straight away how does the week work for yourself and the players from this game finishing on Saturday evening to next Saturday at 7 o'clock in terms of how often they're in how much video work you do and, and how often do you have them to try and get them ready for another big match yeah, the big thing is all, all these guys go back including the Roscommon players and Tyrone players and everybody else they all go back to work on, 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 uh, on Monday so um, 
you, you, you know, there's obviously recovery needs to be needs to be squeezed in there at some stage, and, and um, um, but you know we, we'll get back together for one two sessions next week, and, and you know there, there's some guys that will have will have got a lot of game time there today. As I said, there's a whole host of the guys that that didn't and, and will want to train hard in preparation, trying to get a get get, get onto the match day squad. Um, so there's, so there's various elements to it, but I suppose above all, it's just you know. Trying to, trying to get over the next couple of ga- days with them, um, you know, look at the injuries, whatever we've picked up, and, and just try and prepare as best we can for us coming. And lastly, how exactly do you keep all the players somewhat happy, given you can only pick 15? You mentioned that there was, you know, nine or ten players not even on the bench today, and they'll all come into train this week, but how do you keep them happy? Is it, you know, one to one chats? Is it, you know, overall group stuff? Because there's so many good players, I'm sure some of them are knocking on your door going, I want to be playing. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's, um, it's an interesting question. The I suppose that the, the, the overall philosophy of the group and the culture of the group is that that that, that they they all have made a choice. They're you know that they all have jobs to go to. Um, on Monday morning, they've got family commitments, um, but they've all made a choice to commit themselves to to Dublin GA, and that's that's it's it's representative sport in its purest form, um, and the pride that they take to put that sky blue jersey on I know a good few of the guys have been involved in, in the summer camps and you know you'd hear them talking about the, the great fun they've had with the next generation of kids coming up and, and whether it's whether it's you know water fights or just having to, having to, having the crack with them um, and that, that's where they really get enjoyment from it and, and uh, is, is that representative piece and you know they all come from different the four corners of the county you know, there's there's over you know, close to twenty clubs represented in the squad. Um, but when they all come together under the banner of Dublin GA, they, you know, it's 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 um it it makes I suppose in some way that the the, the the disappointment of not travelling uh, a little bit uh, easier to take. But listen, I know they all want to play. All, they all want game time, and, and uh, to their internal credit, they're all pushing so hard for it. Jim, thanks, Mini Meldon. Fortier off. Yeah, Dublin manager Jim Gavin there speaking to uh, Dublin media after the match yesterday against Gorka. I think we have Ronan McCarthy back now again. Yeah, and that's a real positive that, you know, um, maybe previously we'd have let the head drop. Um, but look, we did the same thing as Kerry. Um, you know, we responded in the second half. Um, but it was slightly different to that. In that look, you know, they were probably more in control, uh, Dublin were. Um, they probably looked more dangerous you know we were at times you know we were kind of hanging on and there was scramble defence and, and we did it and it was great um, but we kept fighting kept fighting kept going at them and the other thing if you look when you're going at them and they've to defend you're also vulnerable you know on the, uh, you know, on the counter and look, they made us pay but um, look overall I felt uh, a very very competitive performance against an outstanding team <laughs> we, look we, we, we focus on ourselves and um they looked at their team. They've been they've been hugely consistent, um, and they make good decisions all the time on the pitch. And uh, they've quality players. And I would feel that we've real quality. We've worked so hard, um, just made a few poor decisions at the wrong time in the first and the second half. And um, you're operating at level now where nearly every bad decision, you know, you pay a price on the scoreboard at the other end. You've got another massive game for us, um, one that we'll be looking forward to. Um, obviously, Toronto have won, won today, so it means it's a, it's a must win for us. Um, but look, I, I think, you know, again, you know, we've shown today what we can do. We've got to come out and, and perform again next week. Um, you know, be positive in the way we play. Just, you know, as I say, just be a bit more cute or whatever you want to use at times during the game and at different stages and critical points in the game but look it could be another tremendous match um, you know and 
I think people can see there's a fine bunch of players developing and there's a fine team coming through um, but they can do an awful lot now this year you know let's not be waiting for um, for next year um, let's see can we um, look, beat Tyrone keep ourselves alive in Super 8 to so come back to a home game against Roscommon uh, wouldn't it be wonderful but look let's let's recover let's get in training next week and let's be ready for, for the game but I look the way I would look at it is we since the March the 2nd that's our 12th game since March the 2nd and we've been really really competitive in, in every single game um, that we've played and we've played you know an awful lot of the top teams now nationally um, and look obviously the scoreline is a bit harshness tonight but we just have to accept it um, but you know we're matching the top teams Donegal Kerry Dublin you know for 65-66 minutes it's just the next step now to make sure that at 70 and 72 and 73 that um, that uh, we're in front of the scoreboard yeah look they'll all all going to plan Potter O'Hanlon O'Mac Sweeney um, you know, are all available next week and I'm not aware of any um, injuries that we have tonight looks as well as cramping and, and all that kind of stuff but look that's fine um, so once we don't pick up any new injuries uh, with three boys back and it just adds a bit of depth to our bench we're speaking Ronan on Saturday afternoon the Cork Hurlers are at Crook Park on Sunday tomorrow there's right. been a you know, debate this week about should the game this game have been tomorrow on the same day as the Hurlers or the Hurlers be here today you might have had 60 or 70,000 here and you know a much better atmosphere and maybe fans and you know family and, and maybe some county people having to travel on both days what, what was your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, look I, I, it probably has been discussed you know um, enough and I, I think the view coming from Cork is fairly clear so look I'm not going to go into it anymore yeah. What's that view? that we wanted the two games played together but look obviously Crow Park have to make decisions but look, that's outside of my remit and you know can you understand why they decided not to play both games on the same day given you know the travel and you could have had this place you mentioned a home atmosphere for your third game we could have had almost a home atmosphere here today if both teams were here yeah but we didn't and I suppose they're, they're the kind of things look that I suppose we, we, we have to separate away from the players and, and, and not let them get, you know, get caught up in that so look I suppose that's a, a discussion at a level probably above my pay grade. Yeah, and from your own point of view, having to come up here again next weekend, how does that work for yourself and your, your squad? You know, people work and families and having to be in Dublin twice. Like, do you come overnight or do you just up and down on the, on the day? No, we came overnight. And look, it does affect people in that. Obviously, it affects families and it also affects... Um, it also affects people working and all that. But look, to be, to be fair, employers generally are very um, understanding and uh, help the players. So, you know, they'll do it again and we appreciate it. And a massive game next weekend as well. Your players have had the experience today of a really good performance, even though maybe at the end it just fell away. And I'm sure that will stand to them massively come next Saturday. Yeah, look, we hope. If, if we learn the lessons of today, it should stand to us. But um, look, it's, it's another, you know, huge task and, and, and hopefully uh, we'll, we'll recuperate well now and be ready for it next week. Ron, thanks a million. Best no problem. Okay, thank cheers, you. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, uh, Ronan McCarthy uh, speaking there to Jamie Moore from uh, Dublin Media. Again, after last night's uh, loss to uh, Dublin, but a very positive performance from the Rebels overall in that game. So uh, lots to look forward to in that match, uh, as you heard. Just there towards the end against Tyrone in the uh, second phase of the Super 8 against Tyrone will take place in Crow Park next week. Uh, next Saturday night at 5 o'clock. It's part of a double header as well, along with Dublin and Ross Common. So uh, two games up there next Saturday. Uh, Cork and Tyrone, Dublin and Ross Common then at 7 o'clock. Um, and uh, hopefully they'll be putting in another performance like they did uh, earlier on uh, yesterday. Now, uh, moving on, there's still uh, action continuing at Wimbledon. It's uh, absolutely crazy. It's gone to 11 
games each in the last set, last in the sideline set. Um, it's absolutely a bedlam uh, over there. A serious battle royale taking place at the moment over in Wimbledon between uh, Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer. They both have two sets each. Uh, Djokovic winning the first and the third set, uh, both 7-6, while Federer taking the second and the fourth, 6-1, 6-4. And uh, as mentioned there, on the fifth in the sideline set, at 11 games apiece. Uh, it is really uh, nail-biting nerve stuff, um, uh, especially in this weather as well. So uh, fair juice. But uh, yeah, that one is still going down to the wire into the uh, 23rd game of the fifth set at the moment. So we'll keep you up to date on that. Now, a uh, disappointment for Cork City as well during the week. They lost to Progress Niedercorn of Luxembourg in the Europa League um, Niederkorn had beaten Cardiff Metro University uh, earlier on um, last week only on away goals though uh, Cardiff won the second leg at home but uh, it was Progress who progressed to take on Cork City and it was also them who got the win against City uh, the other night and we spoke with the interim uh, head coach John Cotter following that loss John how would you ask you some of that? Um, oh gave away two awful goals I uh, thought we started 10 minutes quite well on the front foot and we can't let say for mistakes like that to be fair look the first one was we had good possession of it should have just clipped one down the line try to clip ball into the middle of the park give it away and should have dealt with it when it was in our box in those areas you just need to get rid of it and um, kind of lost away maybe for 10 or 15 minutes after that and obviously the penalty is another one where we got we spoke about all week about getting caught in the break we got caught in the break and Dive in when really shouldn't dive in really in those areas. Man was kind of going away from goal, but you know so. But look, we got going again a bit. Obviously had the penalty and uh, just need to pick ourselves up and stop feeling sorry for ourselves and get going again for next week. That was the thing when the first goal went in. The head seemed to drop after that, considering the nature of it was such an easy goal to concede. Absolutely, the disappointment. But look, you need to be bigger than that and better than that and um, show a bit of character. And uh, it took us a while to recover from that early goal and. Uh, well, look, we still have to believe and pick ourselves up and get ready for next week because if we go over there and score the first goal, which is the main thing, the tie is open again and um, that's what we're planning to do. How's Colm Horgan feeling in the, the rest of the after those two mistakes? Look, he's obviously disappointed. Look, Colm has been a great lad, great character, to be fair to him. And um, look, everyone makes mistakes and that's the way it goes. And uh, unfortunately, it was for Colm tonight. Look, we know, we're well aware of the job that needs to be done here. Is it a job to score a turn overnight? Absolutely not. Is it a rebuilding job? Yes. Um, and we're well aware of what we have to do and prepare to do it as you can see over the last weeks players have left and um, you sometimes you need a bit of patience in these moments and we have that and we know what we have to do and um, we just need to as I said that doesn't just happen overnight these things take time and um, as I said you just need to have confidence that it will turn and um, that's what we're planning to do is keep working hard and We've good people in the club, all through the club, from the players, the staff, to the people behind the scenes, the the boards, and uh, everyone's rowing together. To be fair, and that that is the case at the moment, and um, that's all we can keep doing. Well, disappointing is the two goals because you can't legislate for that whether you're favourites or not, and you make two mistakes like that. That happens, and you just need to pick yourself up and um, get going again. And that's what we're planning to do next week. You need to regroup, um, have a bit of character, show a bit of character, go over there and. As I said, if you go over there and you score the first goal, the tie is open again. 
and that's what we have to do. It's pointless going over there with your tail between your legs and feeling sorry for yourself, and uh, there'll be no one going over there like that, I can assure you that. Is it more of a worry to say that you're not really creating too many chances rather than missing them? Um, yeah, I think tonight, look, we played two up for a lot of the second half, to be honest. Um, I think we had opportunities to put in the box when we didn't, or we should have when we didn't, to be honest, and um, maybe that's just a bit of confidence as well, taking a bit of responsibility and um, and put the ball in the box, really. Look, Marky came on and as everyone knows, Marky, whether he wins the head or not, people won't get an easy ball off him. And uh, we probably didn't use that enough tonight, to be honest. And look, it's an area we probably should try and target next week as well. And that's what we're looking to do. Obviously, it's too late to bring anybody into the squad for, for next week, John. But is there scope or are, are there plans to add to the squad before the, the window closes? Look, as I said, it's, is it a rebuilding job? Yes, absolutely. Um and I'm well aware of what needs to be done. As you, as I said earlier, look, you can see players have left. Um, does that mean there'll be more players out? Quite possible. I don't know. It's still early in the window. More players in. Quite possible as well. Look, you can't just keep cutting and not trying to keep the numbers and a bit of quality in the squad. Look, if there's something out there that we can do that we think will add to the squad, which is the most important thing. And once that person has the character and the, the hunger, as I mentioned the other week, to play for this club... Um, Absolutely. Look, if you can do it, we would do it. And uh, but it's, it's it's important not to just jump at anyone. We need to make sure the player is the right player and the right type of character to come in and play here. Do you think it's likely to make changes next week to the team? Um, we could, we could make changes. I wouldn't be saying that right now in the heat of it. You'd need to go away for a couple of days to get a bit of recovery, reflect about it, and um, make a decision on that when we probably train Sunday. They'll have recovery Friday off Saturday, and we're back in Sunday and. Um, just a bit of time to reflect, it's a bit too early. You'll be making that based on emotion rather than proper thinking about it. And um, But look, we have options to change that. And look, that's what we, we'll look at over the next few days. John, can I just ask you, do you think from the club's point of view, it was poor judgment or poor timing to get rid of your top scorer before this European, these European ties, considering you know the finance involved and so on? Do you think it was bad timing to get rid of Graham, your top scorer? Well, uh, the first thing is it wasn't the club's decision for Graham to go. Um, was it bad timing? I don't think so. I don't think so. A lot of people might disagree with me, but I don't. Um, great, not saying Graham wasn't a great lad around the place he was. Graham was brilliant around the place. Um, I think, as I said, sometimes things get stale in certain places, and I thought that was that was an area where it was. I thought it was maybe good for Graham to go and get a fresh start as well. And um, look, we brought Marky back in with that as well, and. Uh, Bad timing, no, absolutely not. And as I said earlier, it wasn't the club's decision to do that. That was my decision. And uh, I take full responsibility for it and I, I'd still back my decision to this day. Yeah, there you have uh, John Culler speaking after the loss to progress. Niederkorn, they uh, face Luxembourg side next week uh, now over in uh, Prog- in Niederkorn. Um, a lot of, uh, I think there's buses being organised as well by Cork City. So um would be a good game to go and uh, see. A much smaller stadium, if you could even call it that, uh, over in Niederkorn. It's just a, a bit of a stand more than anything. Uh, back over in Wimbledon, it is still 11 games each in the fi- fifth and final set. Uh, it's now ace to Djokovic at the moment in that but uh, this could go on for another short while uh, it could go on until after the big red bench uh, finishes here 
uh, at 7 o'clock. We're just trying to keep uh, track of it. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll have a result for you before we finish up this evening. Um, after that match as well, we also caught up with Roland Varbich, the manager of the Progress Niederkorn side. How happy are you with the results tonight? Very happy. Of course, uh, we won 2-0 away and that is a perfect result for, for, the, for the next match at home. You were gifted two goals tonight as well, weren't you? Sorry? You were gifted two goals tonight. Gifted? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> well, the first anyway. Yeah, the, the, maybe the second The second goal was, yeah, uh, maybe, maybe a gift, but... Uh, but the first goal, we can also see from another position, he, he, he made his way through and, and he, he, he get the shot, so... It was not just a gift. It was our player who, who made this fight for the ball and, and, and won this fight and, and scored the goal. Do you see Cork City troubling you in the return leg next week? I think next week it's going to be a totally different 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 game. Difficult for us because now everything is in our hands. We are now the favourites and we have to deal with the situation. So we have to be concentrated and... Uh, play play as well as today, even much better than today to 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 go to the next round. So it's only half time. Er- everything can happen next week. Uh, we were much better in Cardiff. We had a lot of ball possession there, but we didn't create enough chances. Uh, I was I was satisfied with the 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 way we played uh, against Cardiff, but not with uh, uh, the chances we created. And I knew that. If we have the courage today um, uh, to to keep ball possession, that that we that we that we uh, can create uh, chances, and that's what happened today. What are you expecting in the in the second leg? Will you will you go on kind of same formation, same kind of attitude towards the game? Obviously, I don't I don't know yet. Uh, I, I just know that nothing happened. We just won the first game, and uh, we have to, to be concentrated. Uh, to go to the next round, uh, because if we if we if we if uh, Cork scores one goal, everything is open again. So we have to be really really careful, and we have to score at least one goal to be sure. Mentally, you know, we have we we, we showed a very good mentality today. We were aggressive. Uh, we we worked as a team, and um, that's what we we talked about the last two days. That we have to 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 show that we we can. Uh, we showed that uh, we can only win as a team, and um, that was great today. Yeah, but I know that that uh, every club can have a di- difficult season, and I think uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's a difficult situation right now for Cork. Uh, they did not play very well. They have no results in the moment, and then it's difficult to play in Euroleague. Uh, and uh, we have. Uh, we have uh, made it to the next round, so so we have confidence, and um, we had nothing to lose today. Uh, I think they were they were favourites, as I said before the game. So we had nothing to lose, and then it's maybe easier to play uh, this game than than Cork at home because they have to score, they make a, they have to make a good result uh, at home to 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 uh, travel to Luxembourg next week. Um, so I know that it's uh, possible to have these situations um, and then it's difficult right now and 
that's why uh, they maybe lose against us today. Yeah, there you have the manager of Progress, Niederkorn, speaking after the match uh, during the week. That's about all we have time for here on the Big Red Bench uh, this evening. The podcast will be up in the next few moments on redfm.ie and wherever else you get your podcast. Just to give you a quick update on Wimbledon, uh, Djokovic has taken the 12th, uh, game, his 12th game of the fifth set. So it's uh, now four sets each. And uh, in the fifth set, it is 12 games to 11 in favour of Djokovic. But uh, Federer has got the first score of that uh, new game now. So uh, that could go on for quite a while at the moment. But anyway, that's it from the Big Red Bench. Uh, Alan is up next. And uh, we'll, until uh, next week, we'll talk to you then. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.